Hello and welcome to the Brotherhood. What up, manners? My name is Ryan McBride. Um, yeah, so we're we're back after a a short uh, a short time, a shorter than the last pause. Anyway, we've had. Uh, I'm here with Leandro Pondog, actually. Oh, hello. Luckily enough, I'm not here on my own this time. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I, I didn't want to speak up without being properly introduced. Oh, sorry. You, you're, yeah, you're very regal in that sense. Uh, <laughs> regal. Ever since you've become a citizen, you've gone. Oh on. my god. <laughs> that's not. That's not important. That's not. That's not anything to do with Game of Thrones or anything. But yeah, Irish citizenship. That's the thing that happened. Not just virtual citizenship. Anyway. No. Yeah. Exactly. Proper one. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, Although there's nothing improper about uh, virtual citizens. Uh, oh, no, no, not at all. No, virtual citizens. It's a fun podcast. Look it up. Soundcloud.com slash virtual citizens. But that's not this podcast. No, this podcast is a Game of Thrones podcast. And uh, yeah, we're here to talk about Game of Thrones. What's going on in Game of Thrones world, you might ask? It's off season. Yeah, we're, we're knee deep in winter. We're usually... All we hear about Game of Thrones is just, you know, little trickles, bits of news, bits and bobs, like the ephemera that, because mm. usually the the production is bedded in yeah. at this point. Yeah, they're just preparing for the end. Yeah, so, um, but from those trickles, you can open up streams, you know, that's and that's what we're here to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, rivers come from streams, which come from trickles. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, uh, but anyway, if you want to pick up our last... Uh, trickle opener that sounds okay. that sounds dirty even though I didn't even try um, yeah well uh, YouTuber Grey Area came on to the podcast last week and um, it's doing actually really well um, so thanks for listening to that guys um, but anyway if you missed it you can you can you can check it out on here this ass and just search for us on that website and um, since then Grey Area she's she's put up a couple of videos like why is Arya so misunderstood why is Jamie so misunderstood and uh, there's another one there's another one hinting at Jacken's return ooh okay and she kind of alluded to that one in, in, when I was talking to her nice. for some reason but anyway yeah and also she does great uh, coverage of Vikings uh, which I I've already started watching it so and nice. I tend to I intend to start covering it soon <laughs> Oh, so this is this podcast will turn to a Vikings podcast for foreseeable future. It won't. It won't turn. It won't turn to it, but it 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 turning suggests turning away from something. Else. Uh, okay, but it's it'll include it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fair enough. Vikings is one of those shows that wouldn't exist pre Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, thinking. yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it's it's top quality now. To, to be honest, now it's. Nice. We'll save it for the future. Then. Save it for the future. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe check out some of the episodes online or somewhere. I don't know. I know. <laughs> wherever legally, legally, that's important. Wherever you legally may find them, <clears throat> it yeah. might be legal somewhere. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, there's been news in Game of Thrones actually Ooh. since since last week. In fact, um, Talking Thrones, uh, the the YouTube page mentioned this. Um, basically. A character called Sarah or Sarah has been cast. Sarah. Yeah, and uh, Danielle Galligan, the Irish actress, uh, is playing that. Whoop, whoop. And so basically, this character—if you, if you read the books, you might remember—she um, shares the name with one of Walder Frey's daughters. Mm -hmm. Um. So that could really that has the potential to open up a lot of uh, a lot of doors. Yeah. She's she's already she's already shot scenes okay. according to her Instagram. So okay, someone's fair, someone's really gone deep. Watches on the wall have gone deep. Jesus, but yes, yeah, it opens up potential anyway for for season eight plot lines. Anyway, if if 
if, if it's about the phrase. Yeah, that's interesting because like you'd think the phrase are closed off as a plotline given that our Arya basically wholesale slaughtered a bloody lot of them. Yeah. But like I wouldn't mind seeing a non can, can we swear in this podcast? Yeah. Right, a non shithead fray, <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. And you mentioned before we started this podcast that yeah, one Jamie Lannister is making a lonesome journey towards the north. And he's not gonna. Have, he's gonna have to go through the Riverlands, I guess. Like maybe a scene or an episode or two with a non shithead fray. Yeah. Just to just to really you know just to show that I don't know that whole theme of there's victims on all sides that sort of thing. And yeah. I, the, and, yeah. the phrase always remind me of Craster's family. Yeah. Because uh, like obviously all these women they don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't want to be there. But um, also like uh, they. Well, uh, Gilly anyway sided with Sam, who sided with John, who so de facto they yeah. she Gilly sided with the Starks, um, and I'm wondering if that's, that's trying to like forecast, I guess, what's going to happen to the Frey women, but also, mm-hmm. but also, you know, the 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 Starks killed all the phrase all the phrase <laughs> well, all the male phrase so, yeah, but like yeah, but like the, I suspect that this Sarah probably would have been fine with that i don't know the phrase strike me especially the male phrase as kind of a i wouldn't say not not a degenerate lot but like a bunch of dudes that probably deserve to die yeah, pretty to an much. extent yeah even in the books there weren't there aren't that many uh sympathetic phrase except for maybe one or two and all they're were, they were all female like the one edward Tully marries it's fairly yeah. sympathetic and he's still uh he's still locked up yeah he's still alive yeah yeah he, he should be I mean, if the Freys are dead, he should be up and running then. Yeah, he should be in charge of the twins. But actually, yeah. that if Jamie does go to the twins, that would be a really interesting. Yeah, that would be really cool. Like, and considering Edmure is the hot-headed loser yeah. of, of the Tullys, he's now in charge because the Blackfish is dead and Caitlin is dead. No matter what people thought in that random episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the shadow walking. <laughs> the shadow walking in Winterfell. Everyone just kind of went a bit nuts. Yeah, just a tad, but like. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, that that could be really interesting because like, yeah, there could be these fra- this leftover phrase, leftover Tullys, and Jamie has to confront with them, and because Lord knows he has a lot, he he kind of feels like he needs to go back through his redemption arc again after spending a few seasons basically doing whatever Cersei wants him to do. Well, well he's yeah. gonna have to lose the other hand there. Oh, God, yes, he is. <laughs> well, um, like if he's out in the battlefield pointing towards the enemy well what are you pointing at you don't have fingers <laughs> yeah oh that'd be so sad he has no hands they're all porcelain hands and, oh god uh, random aside if you've ever seen this Madonna Sean Penn film uh, Shanghai Noon or not Shanghai Noon Shanghai something the main villain there is this guy with porcelain with solid porcelain white hands and oh dear God. his his main trick is that he'll squeeze your hands between his hands and they're really hard and yeah <laughs> it, it hurts it sounds like a solid uh a it solid is, villain a, uh-huh. yeah it's a solid villain a solid indiana jones ripoff so <laughs> but this side of jamie lannister losing another well, yeah he probably has to, to w- redeem himself again i wonder is the episode go- if there's going to be an episode called the leftovers and that's gonna be like oh, <laughs> why is this episode one no. <laughs> yeah like who are all these people these randomers it's a it's a book four of a song of ice and fire all over again who are all these random people <laughs> <laughs> oh dear god 
Uh, and that's not the only news, I guess, this week. Um, there was, uh, well, that's, that's not really news, but I guess... There's it's cool the, trivia. The, yeah, it's cool trivia. Yeah, the people have been reporting on the Stannis script from uh, from his death. What what season was it? Season five? Season Six. five. Yeah. Yes, yeah, season five. Yeah, so on his death scene, yeah, whatever. That's the season where Jon Snow dies at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, Brienne, uh, Brienne chops him. And he's <laughs> just like, oh, go on, do your duty. Um, and, yeah. and a lot of fans of Stannis were like, is this it? Like, no big monologue. No yeah. Turns out there was a bit more planned. Um, he actually had a couple more lines. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so basically, I'll, I'll read it out to you now. Um, the full script's available on the official website of the Emmys. So that's how. <laughs> okay. That, that's how it got out. All right. Fair enough. Um, I guess the Emmys do journalism well. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, uh, so Brienne says, "Do you have any last words?" Stannis considers that's something he didn't do before mm-hmm. Stannis says do you believe in the life to come Brienne nods Stannis says I don't but if I'm wrong and you're right tell Renly I'm sorry when you get there I don't imagine I'll see him wherever I'm going brackets beat I don't know I think that means like pause mm. and my daughter tell her tell her and then it goes to exposition sorry it doesn't really begin to cover what he feels about Shireen the thought of it brings tears to his eyes and he's not going to die weeping in front of a woman he doesn't know Stannis stares up at her go on do your duty and then Brienne raises her sword and brings it down with a mighty swing so that I think that <laughs> it does it does add a lot more to Stannis's character when you see I don't know when you can you can see more about what he's feeling and it, it's it's regret like you can, oh. and that it, before well then on what came out on the show Makes him look like a bit of a stubborn dick. Yeah, which is to be, which is to be fair, that is kind of his character yeah, is to be yeah. a stubborn dick. And I guess it depends on whether you like the character of Stannis or not. I knew some people were like, well, he burned his own daughter. Yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a prick. And it, even in the books and in the show, he was always a prick. But it helped that his right hand man is a lovable, is a lovely guy, a lovable rogue. Yeah, a lovable rogue that everyone <laughs> likes was one of the cruelest tricks George R. R. Martin. Did probably pulled having Stannis seen through the viewpoint of this lovable guy because when you think about it he is kind of a dick yeah. isn't he yeah oh yeah oh yeah he's so, even a grammar Nazi like this. yeah yeah he is that's what I'm thinking like with a guy with a guy who would correct your grammar really go for a long monologue you know famous last word sort of thing mm, that's true yeah he yeah he was kind of famous for not being excessive in his language as well like so. yeah um, he's 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 curt. He's he's direct. And that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And like, I guess the, for people who did who did like science, I think they they probably did want more. Mm-hmm. But personally, for myself, I think that that curt, short, like no, just just I can do it. That that fits more. Yeah. I think I think people did want science to be redeemed at some point, and that dialogue, or well, not redeemed, but like to realize the extent of what he's done and the dialogue that's cut out. Which could be cut off for a lot of reasons. Timing, you know, mm. just maybe need to trim a few seconds of off the episode or whatnot. But like, though those lines do kind of like show a a side of him and realize he's gone so far. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's I guess in Game of Thrones, uh, uh, as I said with Jamie, he had a whole character redemption sequence. Mm. This could have been like a mini redemption, not redemption, but you know, at least acknowledgement of mm. what he's done wrong by Stannis so mm. I feel like it would have 
added a lot um, in a narrative sense, I guess. Yeah, I think it would have probably... Yeah, because, like... I remember that episode when, like, his whole attack fails and you're like, oh, shit, I have to deal with Ramsey Bolton for another fucking season. Yeah. For God's sake. And, like, I think that whole... The, the curtness of it did harm that sort of perception of saying, oh, jeez, Randy's still alive. Stannis failed. And now he's dead. He's yeah. just dead like that. He didn't feel anything when he died. Yeah. And yeah. also, he, he... Like, the Red Gods, he knows there's nothing else. So this is life going to... Just everything going to Yeah. You think he'd be like, oh, could have give that a better time. yeah and like should have had a better run when I was here yeah and you get a feeling like you wanted a character him who's been around since season 2 who's been a big player to go out with a more grandiose moment even if the character himself would like that sort of grandiosity I guess yeah I guess more of the emphasis was placed on Brienne mm, and yeah. her I don't know uh, her promise to Catelyn yeah of uh, not Catelyn but she promised to redeem Renly or or, or avenge him rather Um, but Mm. anyway um, that's it poor Stannis if you have any different thoughts on this you can tweet us on um, at Brotherhood Pod on Twitter and you can just tell us on Facebook as well you can find us on Facebook Brotherhood Without Matters podcast we have a Tumblr as well we have a Tumblr as well but yeah yeah, you can find us there yeah. too. Like, yeah, sure, yeah, we're, sure you're there. Yeah. Pop us a message or send us a sequence of angsty gifts. I don't, oh, I don't mind. Oh man, yes. <laughs> uh, no, they, have, they have a gift for making those gift sets. <laughs> hey, gift. They do. Like, it's, it's really like, it's they, they're really cashing in on the whole gift scene. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I was, I was, as an aside, I used to be big on Tumblr for the Doctor Who fandom back oh, in the day. Okay. Yeah, they are mad for gifts. They they tease out character relationships depending on which gif flowed into the next gif. It's weird. It's insane. <laughs> it's fun stuff, but uh, yeah, that's a different podcast altogether. So, yeah, we could yeah we could have a full year long podcast about that. Um, <laughs> but meanwhile, I put up a a poll during the week on the Twitter page. Mm. Um, if I can find the results here now, it was about um, Amazon Prime have announced uh, a reboot for uh, the Lord of the Rings, yeah. and it was kind of moving out of the realm of Game of Thrones here a little bit. But I just thought it'd be interesting to, to, yeah, well, to I, there's, anyway. there's there's a connection, but we'll talk about it when you yeah say yeah. More. But anyway, uh, the poll is just: Are you looking forward to Amazon Prime's Lord of the Rings? Uh, tell us why or why not. And um, sixty-seven, well, fifteen people voted. That's oh, the, nice. So sixty-seven uh, percent, the majority said no, mm. and thirty-three percent said yes. But I mean. What do you think? The like, yes votes were out ahead at first, and then the no people kind of caught on. Were like, no, Jesus, you can't let this stand. <laughs> is that like a campaign? You know? it's, it's like it's like Brexit, and people <laughs> people being faithful that oh no no the yes the yes won't won't get through. <laughs> yeah, but like, and but then we, and then afterwards they kind of backtrack and say oh no yeah, yeah, we, we like, let Brexit happen. We're not letting this happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, luckily enough, I had a four day poll. Uh, so anyway, uh, the. <laughs> We had a response to it. Uh, in Delaney voted no and of said, course. I'm not buying Amazon Prime for it. Um, mm-hmm. And Emma Jones replied to that. He's your podcaster and, and, yeah. um, and virtual citizens. He says, wait till it's out, free month trial and all that. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. You don't have to pay to see it. I'm sure they'll get around that by yeah, releasing well. them like Game of Thrones every week. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they've. Oh, God. Well, yeah, well, you get like four, four episodes then. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, you would actually. Well, I mean, that's that's not too bad, I suppose. Me and Emmett actually did have a discussion about this specific news story on our podcast. Mm. And the love, for the love of me, the deal just came to me. I, we recorded a podcast like two weeks ago, so I barely remember what we said, but I remember at the time being really against it. And Emmett being like, ah, it could be good, you know, it could be could be interesting. Yeah. Him or someone else on that podcast, like I said, it's we've all been busy and tired but uh what about yourself ryan what do you think irregardless of this poll of what you know the hoi polloi thing what do you people think no (laughs) i think uh, i'm just kind of frustrated they don't need to do this at Mm -hmm. all i mean they say it could be a prequel uh but yeah still marillion is crying out to be adapted Uh, (laughs) well i mean that could work better for a tv sequence but um yeah everyone was dying to find out you know the story of Morgoth and (laughs) How he, I don't know, he was the evil and Ungoliath. I remember yeah. the giant spider Ungoliath. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. But the fact that the fact of the matter is though, it was released so recently. Yeah. Now Lord of the Rings is so. It's not that recent, movie, but it's yeah. recent enough. Yeah, that it, everyone you know has seen it. Oh yeah, like even though it's been, let me see, fifteen it is, years or something. Yeah, around 15, 16 years. Yeah, yeah, it's because it was so definitive. Yeah. And like it's still recent enough that like I mean, big the Hobbits, the Hobbit films also came out, and that was also recent enough to remind you of Lord of the Rings that another version seems unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Even even the TV show and like, uh, my my argument in our podcast at the time was that this just feels so cynical. This is it's so money grab. Yeah, it is. It is like Jeff Bezos. Yeah, the guy ahead of Amazon. He did. He was quoted saying, "He's looking for his Game of Thrones." Like, like he told Amazon Prime, "No, give me my Game of Thrones." Yeah. And and unlike most other like stuff that Amazon Prime did, stuff like Man in the High Castle, he was involved in getting the rights to Lord of the Rings for them to adapt to a TV show. So he he very very much wants a big, you know, hit like Game of Thrones, but. I don't think he's going to get it because he's coming up at it the wrong way. Because, again, yeah, it's a very cynical money grab. Like, it's a very recognizable brand. Like, I mean, if you're looking for fantasy, Lord of the Rings is that, along with Game of Thrones, obviously. Yeah, all the work is cut out. Like, you don't have to market it. Or yeah. Anything, you know? Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, when when you look at a big success like Game of Thrones, or, like, even the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings, they weren't, like, guaranteed successes. They were, they weren't, they were, they were not, they were not big names. Like, Lord of the Rings was thought as a risky gamble. Like, Peter Jackson, who was pitching it to New Line, he thought, like, oh, this is too much. Like, he had a pitch that was just two films yeah. instead of three because he thought it was it was too much and no one's going to agree to it. And at the time, you no know, fantasy, it's not a big thing. Everyone, rem- everyone thinks fantasy is Dungeons and Dragons bullshit, you know, like like orcs telling people, Uklan, we must find the great dagger of Azeroth. And yeah. yeah, that's right. You know, it, it's it's for nerds. It's not going to be big. And also, the yeah. previous attempt they had at Lord of the Rings was given up on half midway through. Oh God, yeah. Um, like the many different attempts. You want the, everyone was there, was anyone crying out for a Stanley Kubrick version of Lord of the Rings with John Lennon as Gollum? <sighs> oh God, that, that, that was that was mooted. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Uh, no wonder. <laughs> but yeah. I was I was talking to uh, I was talking to a YouTuber Ooh. 
couple of weeks ago. Uh, I was talking to him. His name is John D. Ruddy. Um, he's from Donegal, like me. But yeah. anyway, that's 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 irrelevant. Why bring it up then? He's, he, I don't know. I just thought I mentioned it. Yeah. In ah. case people get confused when I play a clip in like two minutes. Ah. But anyway, yeah, he makes he makes history videos on YouTube, and he's got over seventeen million views, which is nice. crazy, and a hundred thousand subscribers or or so. And basically, I asked him about. Well, he one of his first videos on his YouTube channel was. Um, it mentioned The Hobbit or it was done through like it was comparing a real life event to The Hobbit mm. and so I thought oh well he must have an interest in, uh, in, in Game of Thronesy yeah. stuff and, and stuff like that so I asked him what do you think about the Lord of the Rings uh, reboot that Amazon Prime has proposed and this is uh, okay. this, this is what he said about it I, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to it to be honest um, I uh, I think you know the f- if if they were to retell this the story of Lord of the Rings, I'd say it's brave. But the problem the problem is, I think it's coming from the wrong place. Yeah. You know, it feels more so like a cash grab, where it's like, oh, Game of Thrones is popular. Hey, let's make a Lord of the Rings TV show. People will watch that. It's chop and cheese as well. Like they're totally different tones. Yeah, they? they're totally different tones, but they're also, you know, Game of Thrones lends itself to a TV series yeah. because it is so complex in the politics, whereas. Lord of the Rings is people walking. <laughs> you know, it is. like, And I love Lord of the Rings. But it's people walking from point A to point B and interesting things happening in between. Um, but it's like... At least we'll have Tom Bombadil. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. You know, I, I don't even know if it's the if it's the content of Lord of the Rings that they're going to be um, depicting. They're, they're talking about potentially... It being kind of set between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, or set before Lord of the Rings. Okay. And so I'm wondering, is it going to be set within the Peter Jackson Middle Earth universe, yeah. or is it going to be their their own thing? I think I either way, it's a poison chalice. Yeah. You know, you either reinvent the wheel and do your own thing with it. But the problem with that is, there's. Um, I think the, 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 the Lord of the Rings film trilogy had such an advantage of having such kind of visionary artists like uh, Alan Lee and John Howe involved yeah. who had been illustrating Tolkien for decades. And so like whenever you see Orthanc, whenever you see Gandalf, whenever you see all of these kind of places in those Lord of the Rings films, they're straight out of those illustrations that you've been looking at for decades, yeah. and so it's like, oh wow, they, they they did it, you know that that's that's what I saw. It's like, well, yeah, that's because you saw the the picture in the book, but they got those actual artists to do the concept or to you know to be some of the the chief concept artists, yeah, and um, so to do a version of it to try and recreate Lord of the Rings. You know, it'll it'll kind of feel like a, a, a cheap video game in yeah. some ways. Like you know, where you'll because ha- because video games have have also done Lord of the Rings, and we've also had the the Ralph Bakshi animated film, which in my opinion is a complete train wreck. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they they ran out of money before the end of the film, <laughs> and and they could they could they could they couldn't even fund a second film. So, um, you know, so the the story just stops. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so. Uh, did, did we do anything with this ring? Da, da, da. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So big Tolkien fan, um, and uh, Tolkien. Oh, he was a very, very uh, influential writer in my uh, in my years. And I suppose 
it's it pro- it's probably part of what stems my love of history mm-hmm. between that and Star Wars um, as I was a teenager I wasn't into history but I was into Star Wars and I was into Lord of the Rings and I was into the mythologies behind them yeah. and like Star Wars in particular I remember I collected uh, it was the official Star Wars fact file which came out every week and uh, and ended up being like six big binder ring binders of uh, of material and I remember being fascinated with the chronology of events and how you know this you know these these things that happened uh, millennia ago kind of led to what happened in the movies and then what happened beyond the movies so I suppose it almost kind of laid the groundwork for my love of history and interestingly enough it was kind of in and around um, I really kind of abandoned <laughs> I, yeah I, I did abandon Star Wars um, <laughs> I, I grew up a little bit um, like I still love Star Wars but I kind of abandoned my devotion to Star Wars um, because they kind of started they started what how I felt it felt like they were rec- recording over my, o- my old videos yeah. whenever they started kind of redoing the continuity and uh, whenever they started doing the, the Clone Wars yeah. TV oh, okay. series and then Rebels and now, and now the brand new movies it felt like they were just taping over old stories because as far as I was concerned they had told those stories in their continuity like uh, like say the, the Rogue One there yeah. there had been stories of the stealing of the Death Star plans told and up until Disney bought Disney bought Lucasfilm they were canon they were they were regarded as this is how the Death Star plans were stolen um, but now it's not the case Um but it's just, it's funny uh, how I, I kind of, I lost my enthusiasm towards it because it just felt like they were literally rewriting history yeah. and going, <laughs> actually, that big battle that used to be really important in galactic history no, no longer happened. We're, 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 just, we're just getting rid of that and uh, telling the story instead. So I was kind of like, right, well... If uh, I'm, I'm gonna go and find a continuity that can't be changed that drastically, so I'm gonna stick with history. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, it's there's like, a logic behind it. Yeah, you know, and you can't just go. Actually, that battle didn't happen, unless you're a, you know, a dictator, which in oh, which yeah. case you can, <laughs> and people have. So, uh, what do you make of that? Do you do you agree with this take? Um, I agree with this take that because he basically agreed with what we were saying that Lord of the Rings is a the the new Lord doing thing is going to be a cash grab and the part of the, I think I, I there's also a thing I wanted to mention before we played the clip that when they said Lord of Rings was a risk so it was Game of Thrones that's true extent, that's very yeah. true like no one expected it to be that big I didn't expect it to be that big no like like I class myself as you know a hipster book fan but that's because like okay they're making HBO TV show it's going to be alright I ex- don't want to expect that to be as big as Lord of the Rings really no. yeah but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, he he basically read what we said, right? Though <laughs> it's a cash grab. It's like because it, it, the, those Lord of the Rings, those movies, they are very definitive, and it's it's you're gonna need you're gonna need a lot of risk and a lot of like also visionary artists behind it to make it stand out, and you're not gonna get that with with Amazon, who just wants a big TV hit, and like it's almost like they should have. Maybe we should just go with any other fantasy series. Take a risk, take a gambit. There's a lot of great other fantasy series out there. That are like, 
moved even moved on from Game of Thrones. Like, you know, if Lord of the Rings from 1930s, Game of Thrones started from the 1990s. Then mm. find something more contemporary. Like, more recent, I guess. Like, uh, I don't know, Brand- there's there's a few names coming to my head and I'm trying to get back into books. All uh, I can think of is Aragon. And oh, for fucking fuck's that. sake, Aragon. <laughs> That's the first film I ever saw by myself. Oh, God. I, I, regret, I regret being me. Well, luckily enough, moment. it's the last Aragon film you'll ever <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, the first and last. There's never, there never should have been one anyway, but whatever. But like. Oh, my God, but they missed oh, <coughs> the, the way they made it, they, like... Stop themselves from making any more. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, that could be an entire series. Oh, don't start giving me ideas for other podcasts. But uh, <laughs> to his other point of canon, that whole oh, yeah, Star's it, history, yeah, like, like of, of taping over his old memories. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to kind of disagree with him because, oh, like, because really? he he acts like as if you know history is being rewritten, but I think he's confusing history with stories. And like Star Wars history is it's not like history in the real world where there are things that happen and you know there are provable facts like yes uh, Michael Collins was in was fighting in 1916 Rising yeah that happened yeah people can mm-hmm. people can attest to that yeah yeah that sort of thing but like I don't know I I'm always against that sort of like hard canon no this is what happened this is it there's one thing cuz I I, I don't know I just I just felt it's limiting in that like it I guess I guess it doesn't matter to me as much because it's 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 not real history mm. and like if it, 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 are, are your memories of old stories they're not being overwritten they're still there they're your memories yeah and those stories still exist they may not be as prominent as other store as other stories that replaced it but they're still there it's not like history where you know real stories do get kind of papered over but they'll come up because they did happen I mean because stories they, they'll be around especially in this day and age you'll find all the stuff that people papered over those like five different retellings of the Death Star plans they're also out there mm. they're all there in video games and comic books and whatnot. like they're not papered over and I do think it's being a not say over the top but it's it's, it's a bit ridiculous to say they're being overridden because again they're still there I guess I don't know I'm, I'm nev- I was never I'm never fo- fond of that whole this is a thing that happened. I mean, there are events that obviously happen. Like there are, there are stories in like a continuity franchise that take precedent. Yeah. Like say, you know, Star Wars films. No matter what you say in any comic book or TV show, whatever happens in the films is kind of sacrosanct. But I don't know. I'm I've I'm never a fan of just like no, we can't tell different variations of the story because we can. It's fun. It's fun for me. Yeah. And it happened in Game of Thrones as well. I guess. I mean. Uh, Things have to change to suit the format, I yeah. guess. Uh, that's what happens with, like, there's a shitload of stuff that's in the Saga of Ice and Fire <laughs> yeah. that isn't in Game of Thrones. And some might be like, oh, I wish this was in Game of Thrones, I wish that was in Game of Thrones. But, you know, you they'll be there for about 15 seasons, 20 <laughs> yeah. and all the kids will be growing up, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly, because, like, yeah, and you can be a fan of both. I'm a fan of both. Like, mm. I like A Song of Ice and Fire, I like Game of Thrones, but there are differences with them. That's fine. They're two different retellings of kind of the same story, so they can exist. Mm. So, yeah, there can be five different versions of the Death Star plan being taken. I mean, so what if one of them is more popular than the rest? There's The others are still there. They're not erased unless, you know, you're George Lucas and you're actively trying to erase them. That's a that's a different thing altogether, honestly, from, from what I think, from what, what uh, your man is uh, mm. saying. That I mean, Rewriting history, when, when you say, when he said, yeah, that's kind of dictator talk, 
kind of is. Like, uh, there's a thing I read from a blogger that storytelling is that stories, you know, fiction. It's kind of a. It's not an atheist thing because there is a god, the person writing it. Yeah. There's there is someone determining. Oh, this is the story we want to tell, and that's just always the case. There's gonna be like someone wants someone wants to make a movie about Han Solo's life. It's fine. It's just the latest version of it. There's other versions of Han Solo's life, mm. and whichever one is more important or more interesting, that's up to you. And like, because I'm, uh, I've had this dealing with the Doctor Who fandom. Sorry, that's another side. This is my mm. third side in that canon is just sometimes it feels like gatekeeping like oh you know you consider this no this version of this happened isn't actually what happened it's actually this this is the more important one this happened before therefore it's the better one it's like that's you know, in my experience that's usually as an excuse to just keep away other people it feels like antagonistic so what people like rogue one there are it's, uh, people did like rogue one and the box office just proves it and like if that's their version of that's their plans being taken that's fine. Yeah. And if you think if you think they want to see the other versions, just, just yeah, just let them know. It's fine. It's, it's there's no need. Like it's not it's not like there are diff. Again, going back to comparison to real life history and fictional history, there's no many. There's no different versions of Hitler dying in World War Two. There's only <laughs> there's only the one. There's only the one. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, unless, unless, <laughs> unless he did escape to Argentina, there are places you can look on the internet that will <laughs> yeah, tell well, you a very different. Well, look, that's their own kind of fun. If they want to find, if they want to do that, that's fine. But like, I think it's appreciable that, uh, I, 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 it's appreciable that probably Hitler did probably die in that bunker. But, but like, yeah, go. I don't know. I guess again, going back because I remember I was reading a bunch of wikis. Transformers has a weird tiers of canon like oh god uh, yeah, yeah which which is like then it's codified in their wiki the rules of like no wait okay this there's a canon b canon and c canon and a loosey-goosey thing uh, under that and like like from ephemera comic books like no this is the this this is the official thing everything else is just pointless uh-huh. and it's like no they're not they're, they're they mean to, to those stories probably mean something to someone you yeah know? they're just uh, i mean I guess they're they're all different stories in itself. Yeah. Well, with Transformers anyway, this it's it's <laughs> could do whatever the fuck. Well, yeah. With the same characters. Yeah, exactly. And like that's why my that's my thing as well with Doctor Who in that, I mean Doctor Who, it it has you know it has details that are sacrosanct, Time Lord and whatnot. Yeah. But like anything there is canon, unless apparently the Adventures of Noddy. Apparently that's not canon. Doctor Who, because the Doctor said so. But okay. but other than that, they're saying you know they Atlantis sank three different ways in the TV show like, and they just they just decide oh, I'm not sure well, Doctor Who is a different uh, oh yeah I guess yeah it's time travel that, yeah. that's loosey goosey that sort of thing but I guess with difference with like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings they are fantasy and fantasy is a genre that's always concerned with history mm. that's always concerned with lore and that well, I can see why a historian would be drawn to that because Star Wars is that sort of sci-fi fantasy lived in universe like you know they talk about you know, the Clone Wars you fought in the Clone Wars yeah yeah I did, yeah. yeah and you know they, they talk about events that have happened and you it's a world that's lived in mm. so things have happened and yeah I get the idea of like no, this thing that happened, it probably happened a different way. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you're a historian and and you really love history and stuff like that, mm. and, and you want to see, well, and if you also love fantasy and you want to see things portrayed, and if um, if you fell in love with this one narrative mm. uh, all this time, and suddenly a battle or something was cut out of that, that you really, really were looking forward to seeing, it's like saying to a historian, "Oh, yeah, World War One didn't happen. You, <laughs> you, uh, you don't need to see that." Yeah, but the thing is. 
World War One is not comparable to like you know the Battle of the Whispering Wood. Mm. There's probably reasons why they cut out that battle, which is probably budget and whatnot. But like that's that's the thing. Yeah, love love history, but don't don't compare fictional fictional history to like actual history. Yeah. Like, and like there's a you can history you know, real history you can you know you detail facts you you figure out stuff there's a research to it with fictional history like research is basically i think i think people big it up a bit too much i mean with fantasy you'd get that you know people who write lore i mean like, like i wrote a lot of lore like when i was writing my fantasy book which will never come out ever but like i i, I don't know it's it, it like i guess it shouldn't be hung up on details as hmm. is what, is what, I, what i'm thinking like I with fiction I don't think there's one true story that's a thing even if it's like I don't know it's based on a franchise like I like normally I wouldn't mind another retelling of Lord of the Rings it's fine it's just that you know this version that that Amazon's putting out is so obviously a cash grab that it can't help but be feel derivative yeah that sort of thing and like but other, other than that I wouldn't mind another version of Lord of the Rings maybe once we're firmly away from the Peter Jackson verse It'd be cool to see like to see another different side of Lord of the Rings. Maybe not with Tom fucking Bombadil, like he's Christ that prick. But I don't know, I'm I'm not comfortable with holding up texts as canon, I mm. guess. I like That's how you get into religious situations. Yeah, exactly. I mean canon is mm. a religious term. That's yeah, pretty much Yeah. <laughs> the Catholics fucking invented that thing. Like, no, there's only this one version of the Bible like 500 different versions of it yeah. it's like and that's fine that's fine to coexist like don't like hmm, that's another rabbit hole we could get into <laughs> but uh, I think yeah. we may as well sorry I, I went into a rant there like, <laughs> I think we I think we can wrap it up with that anyway we've kind of gotten yeah. to the bottom well we'll uh, leave yeah, it up like, to you if you if you have any different thoughts tweet us at Brotherhood Pod on Twitter or tell us on Facebook Tumblr whatever the hell else yeah, um, well, yeah Brotherhood Without Manners just look for that yeah Brotherhood Without Manners um, yeah we'll wrap it up now uh, thanks very much for listening and you can find us on here this at um, and also you can find us on Apple podcast app and give us some good reviews some five star reviews because everything else does not matter yeah <laughs> really I, ho- I heard subscriptions is what matters oh subscriptions too fucking yeah. subscribe yeah. yeah Jesus yeah do all that yeah. and also listen to my podcast yeah, yeah. virtual citizens yeah so at citizens virtual on Twitter yeah fucking that. And, uh, I was say the most latest episode we put out uh, we interviewed Mark O'Halloran he's an actor and screenwriter he was in Adam and Paul and a bunch of other stuff really cool you want to hear you know a very nice cool gentle guy talking about acting you know in the indie scene in Ireland so just that's our latest release episode 30 superb alright thanks very much for listening I'm Ryan McBride I'm Leandro Pondock Goodbye.